from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. It all comes down to this. One weekend, four teams, after all the time to get here, the final four teams standing are the best four teams in the NFL. And this year, clearly, it gives us two championship games that are can't miss. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And, of course, your smart speakers just tell them, hey, play ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, we are going to get this thing rolling right out of the gates as we like to do on Fridays because there is plenty to get to and we start with the slate of chaos. That music can mean only one thing. Now it's time to dance the electric slide. Hey, what? The slate of chaos is here. They're greasing poles in Philly and getting ready for the first game. It is 49ers at Eagles. That's our first one. Harry, obviously we're going to break this game down from every possible angle over the course of the next several hours. We got a lot to get into. What's one thing that you are particularly excited about with this game? Oh, for me, it's the Philadelphia Eagles and their offense versus the number one defense in football this season, the San Francisco 49ers. I want to see that offensive line versus that defensive line. Those linebackers one-on-one with the running backs for the Eagles in the hole. And also, I want to see the wide receivers for the Philadelphia Eagles, Quez Watkins, A.J. Brown, you know, Devontae Smith versus the secondary of San Francisco. That's one thing I'm really looking forward to in this game. Uh, Offense well, versus defense. I, the, the most interesting part of this game offensively from Philadelphia's standpoint is I keep saying this. We all talk about RPOs, right? Nobody yep. talks about the POs because you got to be able to run to have the RPO. We saw Jalen Hurts do it last week. I don't know. This is going to be an incredibly physical football game. And if you look at the advanced metrics, it'll tell you that no team on both lines of the scrimmage, lines of scrimmage are more physical than San Francisco. They give up the least yards after contact. They get the most yards after contact offensively. They punch you. Even though we're used to seeing what we saw last week from Jalen Hurts, man, I still, tell me if I'm wrong, I'm still a little concerned if I'm looking at it saying he's going to get popped in this game in ways that the Cowboys weren't able to do. Well, that's the one concern I do have in this ball game because what I do know about the San Francisco 49ers and their defense, they're going to be head hunting. And remember they played that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Fitz, and we were doing a show and I basically said Tom Brady was out there looking at those guys hit and basically saying, you know what? Let me wave this white towel. That's enough. (laughs) That's enough. That's enough. These boys are head hunting. I don't want no parts of it. I'm worried about Jalen Hurts. That's why I want to see him early on in that ball game when they start to design those quarterback runs and he takes a good licking. How's he going to get up? Is he going to be hobbled? Is he gonna, is his shoulder going to be hurting? Is he going to be recovered? Uh, not fully, but is he in a good enough state? to finish this ball game. There was a really smart breakdown of the things that they worked on in practice before last week's game, just making sure that he was getting himself down, making sure that he was landing on the right That's side, right. the correct side of his body to protect his shoulder even when he was getting hit. And he's the, done a great job of that the entire season. That's yeah. that's one thing I do got to give Jalen Hurts uh, credit for. He's been able to avoid taking those hits and being able to get down to avoid being injured. Now, the way he got injured was a free accident. Somebody landed on him. 
But every other case, he's been able to do that. Yeah, well, this all speaks back to legacy makers, right? Like Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, one of them, I can't believe I just said that, is going to have their legacies made. I'm always honest with the world about when these games aren't good. But my God, that game is spectacular. It's the early game. And then it gets followed up by this one in the slate of chaos. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, this one has got all the drama you could ever ask for. And if it didn't have enough drama, the drama increased. It increased because of what Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay said when he was asked. Now, in fairness, there was a lot to this question. He was asked a couple of times, but he was asked specifically what uh, what uh, he thought of this offense. What scares him? What impresses him, I should say, about the Bengals offense? This is his reply. What is it about that Bengals offense that maybe impresses you the most? You played it a few times? No. Okay. Nothing, Harry. Huh? Nothing. Now, see, and I, I get it. I get it. He, he, he wants to be the macho man, and he may feel a certain way about the Kansas City Chiefs. Be excuse me about the Cincinnati Bengals because during that game they were talking about Arrowhead being Burrowhead. But here's my thing, and I always had coaches to tell me: always respect your opponent, and always tell the truth. You can't lose the last three games to the Cincinnati Bengals and say, and then they have Joe Burrow over there and say that there's nothing about their offense that's dynamic or that you're worried about. That doesn't make sense. Does that make sense? I think what's interesting to me is how many times I've heard over the last 48 hours from people, well, you know, the chances of the Chiefs losing four in a row to Burrow and the Bengals is just impossible. Why? Like right now, today, no matter what's happened, like the, the proof of evidence here isn't that it's going to suddenly normalize. The proof of evidence is that the Bengals seem to be able to appropriately game plan for the Chiefs every stinking time. I'm not going to presume that that suddenly turns around just because they're playing again. Like, I'm not going to use the past result as some reason to now suddenly hedge the bet against the Bengals when, in fact, the past result shows you that the Bengals know how to beat this Chiefs team. If I'm Willie Gay at the, at this point, though, I don't know if I even want to give Joe Burrow and company any more motivation. They are already pissed off that, you know, they thought the NFL basically screwed them when it came to, you know, potentially getting the number two seed. If they would have lost to, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, it would have been a coin flip to see who would have played at home within that ball game. They're already pissed off and you see it in every one of their interviews. So why add gasoline to that fire? Yeah. Don't add gasoline to it, Willie Gay. And if you think that we're the ones talking about adding gasoline, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Nope, we're not the only ones. This is Jamar Chase asked about Gay's comments. This is his response. Willie Gay was asked uh, what impresses him about the Bengals offense today. He said nothing. Willie... The linebacker, yeah. What's your reaction to that? I ain't got no response for him. We're going to get him. I ain't got no response. <laughs> I think what cracks me up even more is like uh, Jamar Chase's voice. It's, it's hilarious to me. Don't worry. We're going to get him. I, Willie, Willie Gay, the linebacker? Don't worry. We're going to get him. No, the, but the two words you just <laughs> said there will get me. The linebacker? Like, you don't know who he is. Like, Willie, Willie, he's a linebacker, right? Like, I mean, that the amount of shade in that those two words. The linebacker? Like, just the linebacker. I, there, there is such it's a moment of this. That is, it's, it, a, it's hilarious. But we need that. We need that. I think these banter between these two teams is what the National Football League needs. So let and me. And having these guys feel this way is great for the AFC Championship game and the, the NFL as a whole. So now let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. The question that Willie Gay was asked, what impresses you about the Bengals' offense? Harry Mm -hmm. Douglas, what impresses you about the Bengals' offense? 
Well, I would say they do a great job of getting the football out quickly. And, you know, they have dynamic playmakers over there that can take the top off. It, that's, 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 that's all he had to say. Because you're being honest at the same time. Like, though, Joe Burrow and those skill position players have eaten you up each of the times that y'all have played against one another. It's okay to tell the truth. You don't have to like anybody to tell the truth. You tell the truth because it is the truth. But I understand Willie Gates feeling some type of way. Now, what I don't want to happen is Willie, Willie Gates to go out there in that football field in that AFC championship game and lay an egg and don't show up. That's what cannot happen this weekend. Well, Willie Gay could go out there and have the best game of his life. If he's matched up against Jamar Chase, he's still going to go home a loser. I mean, that, there's just no no two ways about that, right? Like, that's a mismatch all day long. Not I'm going to be screaming at Spags, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. <laughs> if I see Willie Gay matched up with Jamar Chase, I may throw everything that I have in my hand up in the air. I may throw my phone on the ground and break it. I may stomp on it I, I love if your, I see that matchup. I love your point, though, about what you say in these situations. So you ever do you remember the movie Liar, Liar, the, the Jim Carrey yeah. movie? Yep. My my, my problem with that movie, the reason I absolutely hated the movie Liar Liar, is the concept's wrong. Like the concept was he didn't he he could never tell a lie. Well, that didn't mean he had to tell the blatant truth. Like he didn't have to look at somebody and say you smell bad. He could have just not said anything. Like the, the the concept was always failed to me. Sometimes athletes in these situations the same way. There's a way for you to tell the truth without going out there and being that blunt. Like you no, didn't exactly. have to turn out and say no. You could just you, there's a respectful answer we all know that would not force any billboard material, and that's not the the path of Rudy Gay chose. Like I, I or Willie. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he did, though. You know what? I'll be honest. I'm glad he did because it adds more to this game. It adds more to in which I think it's a rivalry, even though it's been one sided and the Bengals have beaten the Chiefs the last three times. I do consider this a rivalry. So I love Willie Gay saying it because it's given us stuff to talk about. And it is also given ammunition to the Cincinnati Bengals. Tune in to an NBA doubleheader tomorrow night. Next, Nets host the Knicks. Always a rivalry. For, followed by the Lakers. It's Celtics presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 5 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. You mentioned it. This rivalry, this Chiefs-Bengals matchup, it's bigger than just an AFC championship game. We'll explain next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. sustaining success for us it's just about how do we win the next game and next thing you know you've won 10 then you just focus on the next one you try to be one to know the next week touchdown on a perfect throw for joe burrow when i look at joe burrow he has the charisma and namath and if he doesn't remind you of tom brady i went against tom brady a hundred times got meat on it 99 that's who that sucker reminds me of When we think of rivalries, we think of division rivalries, historic rivalries, two teams taking each other on year in and year out, twice a year, home and away. We know all of that. But in every generation, there's also a rivalry that sort of comes from nowhere. We just saw it with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and the Colts and the Patriots. We've seen it in the past with teams like the 49ers and the Cowboys. We saw it all the way back before I can remember football between the Steelers and the Raiders. We've seen these things forever. I think 
We're seeing the birth of a new one now between the Bengals and the Chiefs. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. And HD is not just about playing each other. It's about all the other nuance that goes with it, right? Like, part of the reason the the Colts and the Patriots became a rival is the way the schedule is made. When you win your division, you play every other division winner. So every year, we knew we were going to get Sunday or Monday night football. It was going to be those two teams, and they were always going to be great, and they were going to continually be spotlight. I, I feel like we're seeing the birth of that right now. For the second straight year, we're sitting here talking about Burrow and Mahomes for a reason. Like, I, I think this is sort of born into being the new great rivalry that is not traditional in the NFL. And I believe it is when you you have two quarterbacks that are at the height of their game in the National Football League and you talk about passing the torch and Tom Brady is still playing and Rodgers is still there but you think about people like Peyton Manning and who they who were they going to pass that torch to? I think it's safe to say you, we have a Patrick Mahomes, we have a Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert and all these guys but particularly we have Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. And the mindset of those two guys and the fear that they put in their opponent's uh, head and also their heart when they're playing them. And when you look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes and, you know, coaches coming to the game, you know, we got to start games off with an onside kick. We can't kick field goals. We got to score touchdowns. We got to go forward on fourth down. But then you look at a guy like Joe Burrow, who cares nothing about playing Patrick Mahomes or the Kansas City Chiefs. And he believes that he's going to beat them every time that he gets an opportunity. Yes, it has become, in my eyes, one of the best rivalries in the National Football League. And a lot of people want to say, well, it's Josh Allen and it's Patrick Mahomes. No, in my eyes, it's Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. And a little numbers for everyone. We talk about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. You know Peyton Manning went 0-6 versus Tom Brady before he got his first win? But those guys were able to match up on multiple uh, of occasions in the AFC Championship game. And basically, you know, whoever won that game was going to go on to probably win the Super Bowl. That's how we view Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes now in 2023. There's also an element of personality. And look, I, I think That's the right. Bills and Josh Allen and Josh Allen are a, a right. part of this conversation. But man, we love swaggy personalities. Like so when this happens, and this this was NFL film sound caught on the sideline of the game uh, when the Bengals were getting ready, realizing that they were about to head to the AFC championship game. We'll see y'all in They're out there calling Arrowhead, Burrowhead. Like, that's the swagginess you need for a great rivalry. You got to have that talk, too. But guess what? You know what else it tells me? That that defense, because that was Mike Hilton that said that. That defense, they, they, they stand behind Joe Burrow. Hey, Joe, we got your back, baby. Don't worry about anything. If you're not on your best game, Joe, we got your back. That's what that tells me. They believe that much in their quarterback, Joe Burrow, they can say, you know what, we're going to Burrowhead. We ain't going to no doggone Arrowhead. We're going to Burrowhead because they believe that much in their quarterback, Joe Burrow, who was the number one overall pick in Cincinnati and changed that culture. It, right? Changed that culture. Small market team, too. Think about a little bit here what we dealt with even in our conversation over the last 24 hours. We talked to Sauce Gardner yesterday, and it's become mm-hmm. a huge it's, – it's going everywhere. Everybody's playing the Sauce Gardner. You asked a great question of, you know, how we would feel about, you know, playing with Aaron Rodgers, and his answer very quickly was, well, I wouldn't be mad at it, you know. And there's a moment where that's a very human response. Part of the difference here between that situation, and I know that obviously Zach Wilson is no Joe Burrow, 
But you know a quarterback has his entire locker room when the answer to that question is absolutely without hesitation, nah, man, we love our guy. And that's the Mm -hmm. sort of vibe you get when you're talking about the Chiefs, when you're talking about uh, the Bengals, when you're talking about uh, the Eagles and the way they talk about Jalen Hurts, when you talk all the way across the board, the the Bills with with Josh Allen. When you've got a great one, there is a different hit to it. But there's a swagger that is coming from Burrow to the rest of the Bengals that makes this hit different. You just mentioned it. Small market. Like it, it, it doesn't even. We're talking about the Bengals. The Bengals, who haven't been good for most of my lifetime, are now destination viewing where everybody's sitting there saying, Oh man, I want to go to the Bengals game. I want to see Joe Burrow. I want you. How many times do you think they're going to be on national TV next year? And that's all because of the swagger of Burrow that has sort of emanated to the whole team. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, like we haven't seen what we have been able to see and view within Joe Burrow. Right from, and I'm gonna be honest, and I'm just gonna call a spade a spade. Like from a white quarterback, let's be honest. Like we haven't seen a guy like that looks like Joe Burrow that walks into the stadium with shades on and has the chain on and smoking cigars in the locker room with some pizzazz. That my, my teacher used to tell me that in middle school. Do it with some pizzazz. You know what I mean? Joe Burrow has all that. He has all that. He has the confidence. But we haven't seen that from the quarterback position from someone that looks like Joe Burrow. And, but he's doing it. He's doing it with confidence. But you know the number one thing, no fits? He's backing it up on the football field. He's backing it up on the football field. And he's doing it in a real and relatable way. The one thing I've learned, and, and look, I'm the first to admit it took me a long time in life to get really comfortable in my skin. For the longest time, I just never really felt comfortable, and which is you know funny for a guy that spent a lot of my, my life on stage. I, I, uh, there were so many times that I just hated a spotlight, even though it was a part of my life. I was just never really comfortable. It took me a long time to get there. Part of the reason now, when I walk into any room, I could just be sort of myself, is I found that spot. Not everybody finds that spot. Joe Burrow has found something that, to your point, not only does he have sort of an air about him we're not used to seeing from quarterbacks that look like Joe Burrow it's so real and so natural and so relatable and so like connected he's not trying to be somebody he's not he's just being himself and that's that's, that that's the part I really love more about it. it it hits me when I see him act that way in the videos that we see because it feels so real you know and like Part of the, one of the things we've embraced on this show, like there, there are nuances to both of us, and you just got to sort of accept those. Not every kid coming out that has a huge season that's the first overall pick in the draft that goes to a franchise that's yep. expecting him to be a savior can remain sort of steady in who they are in that process. The fact that Joe Burrow has done that, I think, is a huge part of why players relate to him. And, and when players relate to Swaggy, Man, it just makes everything hit different. There's just it hits different when what you're relating to is not only being one of the best, but also having a blast while you're doing it and having that cool factor while you do it and having that relatability while you do it. That's the way special bonds in locker rooms are formed. And when you have special bonds, you have better teams. Man, do you know what teams think about when they gotta go play Joe Burrow? Hey man, we gotta go play that killer. We 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 gotta bring it. We we about to go play that sharpshooter. And if we're not on our P's and Q's on our A game, he gonna he gonna get us one by one. It it and the back the the biggest part about that, Harry, is that you're right. He's backed every ounce of it up with his play. And right now, there's a very legitimate chance that the Cincinnati Bengals are gonna go to their second straight Super Bowl. Like wow. that phrase in and of itself two years ago. We would have been laughed out of the room saying the Bengals could be going to their second straight. Can I, man, I'm going to add another nickname of Joe Burrow. Okay. I, you know what? 
I understand we had Jason Williams' white chocolate, but it's a new white chocolate, man. Oh, wait, wait. wait. It's a, white chocolate? It's a, it's a new white chocolate. Is white chocolate good with grapefruit? I mean, chocolate and oranges are good. I don't know. It's like No, see, you eat your grapefruits in the morning time, okay. but then you have your white chocolate, you know, after dinner at nighttime. I don't know. The dietitian Joe says Burrow, I man. should eat my sugar he early. That dude. Should, should I he's my, that dude. Okay. He's, made me a, he made, he's made me a believer. Trust me. Fitz and Harry is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. We usually play You Got One. That's a normal game on here, and you guys know this. What what one game are you going to watch? Today, we're going to do it a little bit differently. We want to know the one bet you are comfortable placing. One thing that you will go all in on this weekend, because there's one bet I am ready to go all in, put the entire account on this weekend. I'll tell you what it is, and we'll hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The one bet you are absolutely ready to go all in on Fitz and Harry, the podcast. I think the Eagles have a better unit offensively. Hurts keeps fighting for the end zone. What a run! The Niners are clearly the best defense left in this thing. From behind, Bosa takes him down for the sack. Joe Burrow. I think this guy's got what it takes to win multiple championships. Wide open is Jamar Chase. Forget about it. At any moment, one play can end your season or keep it going. Mahomes end zone. He's got another. Patrick still does stuff that you just can't comprehend. I'm shooketh. I'm stunned. Apparently, praising Joe Burrow is a hot take. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Yo, wait. Tweeted us and said, Fitz and Harry, let's say he his wording I won't use, saying that we're being overly effusive in praise of Burrow. And then Joey quote tweeted him and said, and we won't stop talking about how Joe is white. I'm going to address that right out of the gate because, what? like, Come that's on, just man. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, yes, we just had a conversation about his swagger and how that is not something commonly seen from quarterbacks that look like him. That's not – won't stop talking about it. That's having a real conversation about something that works. That's stating the obvious, like, basically. And, Joey, man, if you got a problem with that, you might want to look in the mirror. Um, let's take some calls on this, though, because Triple H, say ESPN – 888-729-3776. Y'all are fired up about Joe Burrow. I and thought I we were going to be talking columns. about something. I thought I we were going to be talking about the one bet you guys were really confident on this weekend, but y'all are confident on Joe Burrow. Dana in Richmond. Dana, thanks for calling the show, man. What you got? Hey, now I'm, I'm not with that, that guy that tweeted and said that crazy mess. I'm not with that. Joe Burrow, a heck of a on quarterback, top-notch quarterback. I'm not taking that from him. But I think that they're giving him the, the mantle a little too fast. I think they need to pump their brakes just a little bit, just like they had to pump their brakes with Josh Allen early in the season. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes is still at the top of the – and I'm not a Kansas City fan. I'm just a sports fan. Patrick Mahomes is still at the top of the mountain. Joe Burrow, even though he didn't beat him 4-0 four, four or whatever, he still ain't past Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, league MVP. Look at the numbers he done put up. And I think Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts 
got something to say about this. And like I said once before, and I hope I'm the only one that's saying this, I'm saying we're going to make history this year because we're going to have two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Now, I ain't got nothing about that other guy tweeting stuff about Joe Burrow being white. White, black, orange, whatever. You're a good quarterback. You're a good, you're a good quarterback. It don't make a difference. Dana, you know we always appreciate you yes. calling. Yes. Hey. And, 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 and I, let me say this really quick, though, Fitz, because I agree with a lot that he said. I still have Patrick Mahomes as the number one quarterback, but Joe Burrow is right beneath him. And if Joe Burrow can go on, and I don't think just because, you know, Joe Burrow, if he beats him this weekend, that he would surpass Patrick Mahomes. In my eyes, Joe Burrow has to win this weekend and also win the Super Bowl. Now we have to revisit that conversation because now we're talking about back-to-back years in Joe Burrow, number one, making a Super Bowl last year, but then number two, back in the following year, beating Patrick Mahomes again in Arrowhead or Burrowhead, as, as Mike Hilton would call it, but then going on and winning the Super Bowl. And I'm pretty sure if they win the Super Bowl, most likely Joe Burrow is going to be Super Bowl MVP. So now you're in, you're in a spot where the only thing that Joe Burrow wouldn't have over Patrick Mahomes is an MVP of the regular season. But at the end of the day, from that position, you are judged by the Super Bowls that you are able to win and capable of winning. Yeah, for me, I, look, I know this is not a popular thing. I really don't care that much about who's the better quarterback at the end of the day. Like like I said to you before or earlier in the week, I look at quarterback conversation like alcohol. Who's on the same shelf? And right now, Mahomes and uh, and Joe okay. Burrow are on the same Mr. shelf. Drinker. Yeah, no, <laughs> I might need to talk to somebody at this point. Uh, like they're on the same shelf, sitting side by side. And I hear, I hear the argument that he has a Super Bowl, but also like uh, that is such a winning a Super Bowl is such a team accomplishment for me. I'm looking right now. If I'm if I had to make a decision on who was better, I, I don't care that much. But if I had to make a decision for me, the fact that Burrow has won those games and the fact that Burrow's coming off the Super Bowl right now, why would I value a Super Bowl MVP from a few years ago more than I value the fact that Burrow just beat Mahomes head to head last year? I, I mean, I, I don't. I understand we value Super Bowls, but like uh, the question isn't who's had the better career. That's Mahomes. The question is who's the better quarterback today. And today. I think I'd take Joe Burrow, I, you know. But again, we're splitting hairs. Like I, I'm not saying that to disrespect Joe Burrow. I, I love. Yeah, I, I, but love I, I, I completely, I completely disagree with okay. what you're saying okay. because Patrick Mahomes has done it on a consistent basis, and he does have that Super Bowl win. You can't ignore that fact. You can't ignore that he threw 50 touchdowns in one season and one MVP without Tyreek Hill this season. Right? What did he do? He had the number one offense in the NFL. And they're right back in the AFC Championship game with a lot of people coming into the season told them that they probably wouldn't make the playoffs or they probably wouldn't even be in that position. So I can't ignore that. That, I just can't. But if Joe Burrow's able to go in there and win an arrowhead one more time and go on to win a Super Bowl, then we have to revisit this conversation about who's the number one quarterback in the National Football And it gets complicated because which team is better? Like that also, like I'm sitting here saying Burrow's going to beat Mahomes, but realistically, it's the Bengals taking on the team. I know, I over I over logic everything. Nick in Missouri chiming in. Nick, what you got, man? Thanks for calling the show. Man, I've been looking at this stuff ever since uh, Mahomes didn't mess his ankle up, man. And I see they didn't change, they just shift over here to the favorite, things like that. But they got to understand what was bothering me about is that Burrow didn't beat Mahomes. Burrow beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Burrow didn't beat Mahomes. When they keep talking about, I can see if he won through 14 points, he just 
punt. They won all three games by three points. How do you say a person, if I have a fight, I got my teeth knocked out, but I blacked the other person's eye. How did he win? How did he win the fight? See, I just, I just think that's the way we classify things when you have, like, two players like Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow that are so great. Like, it, it, a lot of the years, you can, we can easily say, you know, it wasn't just Tom Brady that beat Peyton Manning or it wasn't just Peyton Manning that beat Tom Brady. Of course, it's their team aspect. But when you have two players with the star power that they both do, that's the way it's going to that, that's the way it's going to come to the light. That's the way it's going to hit the headlines. I got one stat. And we'll give it to you in a second. I got one stat that will answer your question. There is one stat that clearly points why I think Jer- Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes in these head-to-head matchups. I'll tell you what it is next. Plus, we'll take more of your calls. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. about Mahomes, as great as we talk about him, we cannot escape the fact that the reigning defending AFC champions are quarterbacked by a guy named Joe Burrow, who has beaten Patrick Mahomes every single time he's faced it. We know they're talented in all three phases. It's the same guys playing against each other. So I'm sure both teams will have adjustments that they make. And I mean, these games have been close, so we'll just see where it goes. In the conversation of who's better, how do you qualify individuals in a team game? Unfortunately, it's virtually impossible, but sometimes you find one stat that really stands out that paints an entire picture, and I think I may have found that when it comes to the debate of Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We'll take more of your calls. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You guys are fired up on Joe Burrow. We'll let you chime in on that. Plus, we will get to, I promise, the one bet that you are absolutely wildly confident in. But I got to give you this stat. This is fourth quarter and overtime, particularly in head-to-head matchups between Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. All right. So these two teams, I know that they're playing different defenses. I get that. But sometimes all you can do is judge by fourth quarter performance. I don't make the rules. That's just the way the rules seem to go. Let me give you all of this. Joe Burrow's QBR, 61 in the fourth quarter and overtime against the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, 11 against the Bengals. Touchdown oh to interception God. ratio, 22 to 1 for Burrow, 0 and 1 for Mahomes. Yards per attempt, 8.6 for Burrow. He's pushing the ball downfield and doing well. For Mahomes, 5.3. And most importantly, team points, 26 in the fourth quarter and overtime against the Chiefs. Mahomes, 6. Harry, I know it's a team game, but when we measure quarterbacks, whether we like it or not, whether I like it or not, we measure quarterbacks by fourth quarters in huge games. Mahomes yes. has not come up big enough against Burrow. And that's been evident. And I also got to give credit to defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, Lou Anarumo. He's done a phenomenal job at halftime adjustments or uh, for making Patrick Mahomes, you know, do it not the normal way that he's accustomed to doing it from the, co- from the quarterback position. I'll also say this. 
Patrick Mahomes in those fourth quarters, it's all about converting third down, scoring touchdowns when you get in the red zone. But you can't turn the football over, and it's not just him. I mean, the last matchup, it was Travis Kelsey. And then uh, they also had an opportunity to tie the game up at the end, and your kicker Harrison Buckner, he missed a field goal. But Patrick Mahomes has not been his best, particularly when he's been playing against the Cincinnati Bengals and that defense and Joe Burrow and company. So something has to change in this matchup. If the Kansas City Chiefs want to win this game, when it's a close one and you're in the fourth quarter or you're in overtime, they need Patrick Mahomes to be the Patrick Mahomes that we are accustomed to seeing. Not the Patrick Mahomes and that 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 say those bring up those numbers again. All I right. want the I want the video team to put it up on the uh, on the video portion, and I want you to say the numbers again for me, Fitz. Joe, Joe Burrow's QBR sixty one, mm-hmm. Mahomes eleven. That's oh that, that's not even close. The touchdown to interception ratio two to one for Burrow. Two two touchdowns, one pick. Mahomes no touchdowns, one pick in the fourth quarter and overtime. Yards per attempt, which I think is significant here because now now we're talking about what are you doing strategically with the football. Burrow's mm-hmm. yards per attempt eight point six in the fourth quarter and overtime. So he's got a better QBR and a better touchdown to interception ratio at eight point six yards per attempt. Mahomes is at five point three. So he's not pushing the ball downfield and getting nothing done with it. And the team for the Chiefs have told uh, scored a total of six points in fourth quarter in overtime against the Bengals. Burrow scored 26? 26. So like, you want to know what that's telling me? You know what that's telling me? That's telling me that defensive coordinator Luana Rumo is saying, you know what? We're not going to give you the home run hitter. We're not going to give you the big play. We're going to force you to methodically work this football down the field and see if you can drive the distance and finish in the red zone if you happen to get down there. And, and that's, what, that's what their defensive coordinator is saying. And, and we can't pick and choose the argument here because every time I've said, look, Jimmy G was ahead after three quarters. He played pretty well through that Super Bowl. He was beating Mahomes. I'm told every single time I say that, it doesn't matter because of what Mahomes did in the fourth quarter. Now, let me let me say this so clearly so that people understand. I am a massive fan of Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes oh, is an too. all-time great quarterback already. I cannot tell you how scared I am as a Raiders fan of facing him twice a year. So it is with tremendous respect to Patrick Mahomes that I say in these matchups, Burrow has proven to be better. And that that matters Ooh, to me. But that let me say this. Matters to me. You know how you just talked about how, you know, scared of Patrick Mahomes that you are being a Raiders fan? Mm-hmm. You know, a, you know, just about the majority of the National Football League feel the exact same way that you feel? <laughs> you want to know the one person who doesn't feel like that? You want to know who that one person is? Grapefruits. It's Grapefruits. Damn, Joe Grapefruit Burrow. I mean. He's the one person that I don't care who you have on your opposing sideline. He don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Justin Herb, any of those guys. He believes that much in himself. He's not worried about what the other guy over there on the other, other sideline is doing. But it's so crazy, though, Fitch, because we are so used to Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter in overtime being that guy and basically saying, you know what, guys, we don't have a chance if he has the ball last, if the game's on the line. And that's been the case for just about every opponent that they've been in a close game with to the end, except the Cincinnati Bengals. And a lot of people love to say, numbers don't lie. People do. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow at this point is Patrick Mahomes' kryptonite. Uh, We've been asking you guys, what's the one bet you are all in on? Let's take a call on this real quick. Brian in Illinois. Thanks for calling Fitz and Harry. What do you got, Brian? What what are you all in on? 
I am all in on every Chad Henney prop. Take the over. He is going to play. I don't care if they got a gallon of torrid all hooked up to Patrick Mahomes' ankle. That's a bad injury. Harry, you know how bad that injury is. He is not going to be 100%. And one sack, he's down. Here comes Mr. Chad Henney and Joey Grapefruit. Back to the Super Bowl, baby. Hey, Brian. Brian, Brian when, I would say this: if if he if he is given a gallon of tort off, number one, someone gonna get sued. Someone at least losing their losing their job, but he would no longer be with us either. Hey, Brian, you got you got this works out for you either way. On Monday, you got to call us. If you've won everything because you went all in on the prop bets, then you can call in and gloat. If, as I think, you've lost everything, when we get the Fitz and Harry shirts, we'll send you one because you're going to need one. You're going to lose the shirt off your back on that one. Like, I, I keep hearing athletes tell me some, like, I don't know, Keyshawn on the morning what show. What are the prop keep, bets, though, for Chad Henney? What uh, are the prop I didn't oh know God. this. I, look, because I'm a I didn't know if I need to put some money on, on the something. board at Caesars, which is what we use. I'm sure you could find them somewhere, like oh, some off the beaten path place, but Caesars But why not would you look board. anywhere when you can look at Caesars? Aha! We're paying the bills around here, people. Let's not get this twisted at all. Taste the soup. I can't. All right. Uh, you guys can keep chiming in. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. I will tell you also the one bet I am absolutely all in on this weekend. You guys can keep telling us the one thing you are all in on. I love the creativity so far on those calls. But here's the thing. You've heard it all week long. Brock Purdy has never seen a defense like the Eagles. We're going to tell you why that's the wrong question to ask next. It's hit some fits and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 